Section 55 of Stories and Pictures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories and Pictures by I. L. Perrette, translated by Helena Frank. Section 55. The Woman Mistress Hannah, a packet of letters, four. An unfinished letter from Hannah to her husband. Good luck to you, my dear, faithful husband. Good luck to you. Here's good news from us, and may I ever hear the like from you. Amen. May it be his will. We are indeed, as you say, united for all time in this world and the other. I let you know first, dear husband, that my brother Meneka Mendel and his wife Eva Goodle, may they live to see the days of the Messiah, forgave me everything, and sent for me in a lucky hour to their daughter's wedding belsasha's wedding it was a very fine one fine as fine can be praise god that i was found worthy to see it there was every kind of meat birds and beef and fish just fish and stuffed fish and all sorts of other dishes besides wine and brandy something of everything and the whole thing was such a success so elegant and i myself cooked the meat stuffed the fish made the stew set up the dinner and also saw to the marketing beforehand i was housemistress i was waitress i did not go merely to enjoy myself i sold my stock of onions made myself a dress of sorts and went to my relations agreeably to their wish a whole week before the wedding because there was no one to do the work the bride was taken up with her clothes she spent the time with the tailor the shoemaker and even the jeweller up to the very last minute and poor eva goodle my sister-in-law has a cough and they say her liver is not what it should be so i was everybody before the wedding and after the wedding only not at the wedding during which i felt very tired and done up I sat in a corner and cried for joy because I had been counted worthy to marry my brother's child and because she had such an elegant wedding and I was not turned out in a hurry when it was over either. Directly after it, my sister-in-law, health and strength to her, started to consult a doctor in Lublin as to which doctor she ought to see in Warsaw. Then she left for Warsaw and went the round of all the celebrated doctors thence she travelled to some other place to drink the waters mineral waters they are called and during the whole six months of her absence i was mistress of the house may the almighty remember it to them for good and reward them there was no cook i did the cooking and i drank delight out of it as from a well in the first place i had no time for thinking and brooding and thereby saved from going mad or even melancholia and where, indeed, should I have found it? Business, thank heaven, was brisk. The public house is always full, and the counter strewn with the gold and silver of Jews and Gentiles, Lahadville. And my sister-in-law, Eva Goodle's stuffed fish, are celebrated for miles around, and there the people sit and eat and drink. And if ever I began to think and wanted to think, Belsasha, long life to her, soon reminded me of where I was, and she was sharp eyes, bless her, nothing escapes them. And so it went merrily on, and I was so overjoyed at being housemistress there that once I spat blood, but only once, 
Menaka Mendel saw it, and he told me to be sure and behave as if nothing had happened, because if people knew it, they would avoid his house. Yosel, the innkeeper over the way, would soon cry consumption, and there would be an end of it, and grass growing down our side of the street. But Belle Sasha is the cleverer of the two. She soon discovered that it was not consumption, that I had swallowed a fishbone, and it scratched my throat. And so, that I should not suffocate, she gave me a blow between the shoulders to loosen it, and all for love's sake, such a blow that the fishbone went down, only my bones ached a bit. But all's well that ends well, and Eva Goodle has come back from drinking the waters. She has come back, thank God, in the best of health and spirits, a sight for sore eyes, and she has brought presents, the most beautiful presents, for herself, for her husband, for her daughter and her son-in-law, lovely things. But there was nothing for me. She said that I, heaven forbid, was no servant to be given presents and wages. Had I not been housemistress? Had not Eva Goodle herself told me fifty times that I was mistress and could do as I liked? And no sooner was Eva Goodle back than she discovered that Menaka Mendel had not been near the Rebbe the whole time, and she wrung her fingers till the bones cracked and immediately sent me out to the marketplace to hire a conveyance. Menaka Mendel drove to the holy man that same day. And the next morning, Eva Goodle gave me some good advice, which was to make up my bundle and go, because she was there again and had Belsasha to help her. I should be fifth wheel to the cart and might go mad from having nothing to do. She advised me to go back whence I came, or to stay in the place and do as I thought best. She would not be responsible either way. I had slept my last night in her house. The next one I spent walking the streets with my bundle under my arm. You see, my dear husband, that I am doing very well. You need send me no more money as you used to do. You had better give it to Lieb the reader to buy you a Talmud, or to Jen and Dill Sophia to buy you shirts. And mine, she tries them on you herself to see how they fit. Is it not America? You see, my dear good husband, I harbor no more unjust suspicions. I never say now that Jenendil stole either the spoon or my husband. I know it is not her fault, and I am convinced that his blessed name only meant to do us a kindness when he brought you and leave the reader together on the ship so that he should take care of you. It is all just as you wrote. There is only one thing that will never be as you think. You may jump out of your skin, but you will never send for the child to take it away from me to America, because our child, for your sake and for that of your pious forefathers, has been gone this long time. It has been hidden somewhere in the burial ground, in a little room without a door, without a window. You may cry to heaven, but you shall not know where its little bones lie. No tombstone, nothing to mark it, nothing at all. Go, look for the wind in the fields. Ashkerat footnote, croup, end footnote, has taken it under her wing. And since you have such a wonderful memory and remember everything I said and everything I did, I will tell you a story which you may recollect. It is a story about a shawl I did not know what to do with. Should I put it on and run for the doctor for the child, or stop up the broken pane with it to keep the snow from blowing in, or wrap it round the child because the poor thing was suffocating with its throat? And it was cold, bitterly cold. 
I ran through and fro several times, from the window to the cradle to the door and back from the door to the window. I tell you I ran. I think, my dear husband, you will not forget that moment, because, as you say, we are bound one to the other, you to me and both of us to the child, and now the child is not there. We two may as well go, too. Well, what will Jenendale say? To tell the truth, I have decided to let my hair grow and dress as they dress in America, and do you know that besides this, I have a sweet voice and can chant all the prayers, and now since I have been at my brother Maneka Mendel's, I have heard drunken peasants sing all sorts of songs, and I have learned them, and I sing every whit as well as Jenendale, if not better. And at night, when I slept under the open sky, the Queen of Sheba came and taught me to dance, and a whole night long I danced with the Queen of Sheba in the eye of the moon. And you, my dear Shmuel Moshe, have made a bad bargain, for I am better than Jenadil, because I remember quite well that she had two moles, one on the left ear and one on the right cheek, and rather a crooked nose, and I, you know, have a perfectly clear skin without a mole anywhere. You thought that only Jenadil could sing and dance every Friday night and let her hair grow, that other people were not up to that. But I am not angry with you, heaven forbid. Hold to her. It is enough for me to have the child's grave. I shall go and build myself a little house there and sit in it through the night till the cock crows. I shall talk to the child very low and softly about his father Shmuel Moshe, and that will delight him. And if you come yourself or send any one to fetch the child, I shall scratch out his eyes with my nails, because the child is mine, not Jenendil's. May her name and her remembrance perish, and may you and she... The letter is unfinished. It was found together with the other letters in the pocket of the mad Hannah. End of section 55